2: Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. Got science to now After
3: Black-Silly. Come on! There's rebellion in the wind.
0: It would Everything I've said is
3: true, it's real. Financial fossils? I don't like to put those here to test our faith. A damn lie, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did illusions, man! None of it is true! I know it's This is
0: mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion.
2: So this is the deep share. Down the deep share, or down the deep rabbit share, something kind of swapcast. Down,
4: down the deep hole. Down like the deep hole.
2: Let's just be plain about it, right?
4: <laughs> we were just talking about eating ass before we started recording. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> the topics
2: that need to be discussed, you know. Yeah,
4: man. It's a cultural phenomenon. The ladies love it. You know, they're trying to make guys like other guys and be more feminine and have girls be more masculine and have everyone be
3: androgynous grade. Androgynous. Yeah, we, androgynous, we were just talking about that. We were just discussing that conspiracy right before we started recording. that yeah. oh, we no should with yeah. the uh, the whole Cardi B eat my ass like a cupcake phenomenon <laughs> is, <laughs> to uh, desensitize dudes to eating other dudes' asses. But we are digressing that's early. On the down, (laughs) down, listen. Just to start
2: everybody off, we're gonna talk about deep ass play,
3: (laughs) talk about predictive programming. Yeah, Yeah,
2: that's what we were thinking about, right?
3: With an intro, so we can get into the podcast. (laughs)
4: Uh, That was the intro, Tyler. (laughs) Little, you
2: guys got a cool intro you throw on.
3: We uh, do a we do a similar. It's thing. pre-recorded. I oh. yeah
2: okay cool. I was just wondering because yeah I'll tell you I'll tell you later. Oh, i'm Having like live issues.
3: Thank you from here. What's going on, rabbit holders It's your boy Tyler Saint, joined as always by my co-host Mitch Vuk. He's the co-host. Yeah, it's the other <laughs> way around. But today we are swap casting with uh. And, is it Andy. Andy from the Deep Share. Andy from That's the right. Deep. Share.
2: What's going on, everybody? How you doing, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. Good to meet you guys.
4: Yeah, it's finally good to put a face to the words we exchange online, you know?
2: Yeah, in our joint efforts.
4: Yes. He's part of our giant Twitter group message called the Joint Authority on Conspiracies Association, also known as the Jackasses. (laughs) We haven't had a Jackass show in a while, but we're going to get a big group show here going soon. Yeah, we'll get yeah.
2: I love me a big group, you know, discussion, well, little round orgy, table action,
4: the orgy porgy,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. an orgy of philosophy,
4: right? Exactly. So, so we wanted
2: well, to get into like what predictive programming tonight. Yeah. stuff like
4: to, that to start us off at least for sure we're probably yeah. gonna sidetrack here once or twice but
2: <laughs> that's always the best way to go we just pick a topic that we know we can probably riff on and then who knows where we'll go into the next dimension hopefully
3: <laughs> i need some shrooms for that but
2: <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> but nonetheless, so the way we usually start our podcasts off is we asked our, we ask our guests, even as a swap cast, we asked yeah, sure. we were podcasting with what first sent you down the rabbit hole. Yeah. What got you into this alternative media community?
2: Santa Claus.
4: Yeah, that's a good I answer, it, dude.
2: But it, you know, it didn't get me into this community. It got me eventually just Question. down into depression because there was no community back then. I'm not that's talking about when I was six. But that is the first one. That's the first loose suck, is it right. not? It's the first energy exchange that we really experience as children where we're built up and built up and built up and the rugs pulled out from under us. And, you know, I had the same experience a lot of kids had. It was just this, oh, oh okay. And like the world just looks a little different at that point and it goes away, right? But then when I got older and I got into psychedelics and everything and I learned about a lot of the like the deeper myths about Santa Claus, I'm like, (gasps) and that's what kind of sent me down the rabbit hole and and psychedelics in general and stuff like that. But I said Santa Claus on purpose because that really is the first one, the first big thing that happens. And I feel like now I could possibly give my kid more of a story when I pull the rug out. There'll be a nice (laughs) <laughs> off cushion underneath them maybe not at that age with all the details maybe i'll you know
4: i don't know. <laughs> wait, wait till he's like maybe 10 or something so yeah it's not.
3: yeah so. this is initiation son <laughs>
4: <laughs> so if i'm not
3: mistaken mitch wasn't that your first rabbit hole
4: yeah uh i well my brother nice
3: synchronicity me, <laughs>
4: right my brother told me santa claus is fake when i was like six years old and the next day i went to school and told everybody yeah my dad had parents calling him like your son ruined it what's he doing so I've been trying to spread the truth from a very very young age that's
2: amazing that's awesome
3: (laughs) how did you get into it Tyler uh I was a little bit of a late bloomer I've always been buddies with Mitch we grew up in the same hometown as a lot of our listeners know but um it was really I, I think it was Mitch reaching the jet fuel can't melt steel <laughs> beams whenever we were in like eighth grade man right and i was like fuck you man that was a national tragedy like how dare you getting so you? bent out of how shape i'm just trying to get to get people uh, to know, question the mainstream and then and then you know? i saw a little documentary called zeitgeist Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. opened up a few avenues for me. And I mean it, it just became like an addiction to research these alternative topics and you know conspiracies, quote unquote. It just opened up a big door and now we're down the rabbit hole, I guess. Yeah,
2: now everything floods in now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Now That's... I now I don't believe anything I hear. I <laughs> like fucking check who's funding it. it's like it's like a mental illness almost. <laughs> but, it's messed well, up. Yeah, I mean,
4: that kind of gets into predictive programming because guys like us, we can watch a movie or watch television, you know, the little bit of television that I actually watch. I love Jeopardy, big Jeopardy guy.
2: (laughs) I have a bunch of friends that are obsessed.
4: (laughs) Right, but you can see the propaganda in the programming that they're trying to underlie in in, in the bigger message, you know? Um, Like one big example is this new disney plus series loki you know a lot of people were Mar- marvel fans and i know me and you talked about this a little bit
3: mm-hmm. but the,
4: it, it is jammed packed with conspiracies like the first episode they show loki as db cooper but right. he, he's the guy on the plane he jumps out and then the bifrost teleports him back to asgard and it's that that's the <laughs> db cooper story you know
2: i got a kick out of that
4: yeah, it it was kind of cool, but they're kind of poking the bear of the uh, conspiracy community a little bit, like the Philadelphia experiment. I- I'm sorry if no one's seen Loki. I don't mean to spoil. Anything. Actually, I haven't. Well, uh, I plan I... on watching. Spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler right later. here. I'm gonna spoil some stuff, but <laughs> the Philadelphia experiments in there. There's this void where things go, and the USS. Uh, what was it called? The ship that was used in the Philadelphia experiment, the, the Eldridge, 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 exactly. It drop drops into this void, and it's like, oh my god, they teleported, and that it's yeah. just a callback to a conspiracy. Yeah, and the main storyline has to do with these timelines. There's an agency called the Time Variance Authority, which is in charge of protecting the sacred timeline, mm. and that that's a whole thing in itself and uh loki his uh variant event where they pluck him out of the timeline and say hey you didn't do what you're supposed to do now we have to reset you it actually happened in 2012 and that yeah. goes back into like the cern hadron collider finding the higgs boson in 2012 end of the Mayan calendar a lot of people think 2012 was the start of something crazy you know Uh, that's where a lot of people think the mandela effect started we branched into a bunch of different timelines and people remembering things from their old timelines but the the one thing that really got me from loki is he describes the leaders of the tva as three space lizards And it's like (laughs) oh my god they just put it
2: right there Right. Just doing, and it's funny too, not to like change it. We'll go back to Loki. But did you guys did you guys see that show a couple of years back? It had uh oh, it had one of the best Daily Show correspondence on it. I can't remember his name, but it was called People of Earth, and it was about these people in a support group for their abduction stories that no one would believe. And they really were abducted and they literally have the greys, the Nordics and the reptilians like behind the scenes the whole time. And it's hilarious or it was, but I wonder if I watched it now, if I would just be angry,
4: (laughs) Right? (laughs) you know, they're shoving it in your face. They really are.
2: They really are. But what are they shoving in our face? That's the thing. It's like a lot of times people run with some of this stuff and I don't necessarily agree all the time with, with uh, certain examples. You know, sometimes you'll see a bunch of Instagram posts and a bunch of red marker circling parts of things. And you, I'm like, ah, right.
4: so you're, have you're, a tendency to go you're off reaching football. there,
2: reaching yeah. there and then linking that reach to a bunch of very, very intense thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, we got to be really careful. And Loki, I think is a good example of, Something that's really on the nose. As soon as you get into symbolism, if you watch that show, you're like, "Oh my god!"
4: Right. Exactly. <laughs> that little uh, miss minutes. The it, it's basically an AI thing that it was yeah. part of the TVA, and it, th- there's just so much stuff like um, Project Looking Glass. How you can view the future. That's laid out all right there. It it just goes back and forth. Um, I actually. Uh, saw a lot of similarities to the matrix when i watched loki because loki is called the variant just like neo is called the one mm-hmm. and he's
2: the, the glitch in the code
4: right and there's a character called mobius and morpheus you know there's just so yes. many similarities i'm like wow they just copied the matrix but it, it's bit. okay <laughs> <laughs>
2: well the matrix is just the hero's journey anyway
4: yeah yeah yeah. which things with
3: with a
2: real sinister dark undertone you know and not a heroics like you know star wars ends heroically the the classic example of your hero's journey but the matrix does not you know i remember watching that as like a young man and going oh wow that was awesome and then watching it like a little bit later maybe after psychedelics and going (laughs) oh man oh so the revolution was part of the agenda too that was a um, (laughs) that's the most important thing to me that reflects our reality is that they give us the good things too like my psychedelics that was i've come i'm not to sidetrack
4: no please, please
2: i've been going down this weird path since i started the podcast i'm like even going into it i'm like i'm gonna Start talking about how psychedelics are not evil and satanic, because mm-hmm. this needs to be fixed. Because I don't care how involved the government was with LSD. I know that experience just allows something to happen in you. Yeah. You know, like they didn't pro- pre-program that, like Stropharia cubensis mushrooms millions of years ago. No. no. But <laughs> what I'm what I'm coming to now is that the reason why they like psychedelics. The, they the big bad thing mm-hmm. is because it's not meditation now sure we, we go off and you know a lot of hippies took off to india and everything but yeah. i would say the majority of people trying psychedelics are just trying psychedelics maybe we can change that over time maybe it is changing but i right. would say that it's again it's just to put something in the way of something natural you know what i mean i know we get yeah.
4: branched off there but no it's fine a oh. lot of podcast is a sidetrack man You're all yeah. Good. yeah man a lot of people use psychedelics as like a party drug and that is not what they're meant no. for, but uh, I think they're just like a tool that they can be used in either way. They, they can be evil if you're using them that way, like MK
3: ultra mind control shit. It, it makes you suggestible to a lot of different ideas, like right. open to suggestion, which <laughs> in and of itself is useful, but, but also uh, like you, like you both are saying, I think it's a tool to enlightenment. Mm-hmm. For sure.
2: could be but the um what i've come to recently is i wonder if taking the express elevator is the yeah. same as putting in the work you know and i i never got that i was always like why cr- climb up the mountain when you can take the jetpack, you know yeah. but i'm um, it's just like anything else you put the work in or you don't put the work in there's two very different feelings attached to it you know what i mean right.
4: so i think it's experience to lose to to feel
3: them highs, you know
2: yeah yeah
3: 15, 15 minutes to a half hour of a partial bad trip before you bounce back and, and think hmm. you've figured it all out That like that's the difference between experiencing life and putting in the work
2: yeah psychedelics are a great fair verif- sorry buddy yeah uh the psychedelics are like a good um verification tool almost for if you're already doing that work or if you start to do that work because of psychedelics it can be a kind of like a pulling out the map perhaps every once yeah. in a while is kind of like doing a light trip maybe maybe not dmt or anything but you know
4: yeah ne- never done dmt uh i don't know if i am <laughs> ever gonna be ready for that but <laughs> love, i would love to well, he's man. been asking about dmt since we were in like high school i'm like don't bro really, you are you not ready for anymore, that. Man.
2: yeah i was just gonna say like mm-hmm. when i was when i was trying to get it for a long time the, it. i wouldn't even know who to ask about yeah. who to ask you know no, a
3: chemist in all reality i mean
2: yeah pretty much or someone that at least can deal with basic chemistry in an educated way my friend was willing to do it
4: making fucking DMT, but...
2: <laughs> give it a try right
3: what's yeah. the worst
2: that could happen
3: <laughs> yeah, and wind up in jail it you just never come back that's all
2: yeah yeah what who knows but well, we've definitely got off track anyway. Like, we wanted to do some predictive programming stuff. And I know that there's plenty of fun examples to talk about. Even though, like, I'm sure this stuff has come up on plenty of podcasts before. But I don't know, man. I, I haven't had a chance to really, like, get into it with anybody. So I like the opportunity to talk about stuff like that, you know? I um, Did you guys ever see... Um, the hell was that Netflix show? Robots or... Love, death, and robots. Did you ever give that a chance? Nope. So it was pretty interesting. It was like, you know, a collaboration of a bunch of different really creative artists getting together. And so it's like different animation styles, claymation, this and that, different interesting sci fi ideas into short stories. There was one that was the creepiest predictive programming type stuff I've ever seen where these two people have this fridge and they open up the freezer and in the freezer there's like cavemen rummaging around in the ice and they're like what so they close it and they open it again immediately and there's like medieval castles and horses and shit like that and then they just shrug and they close it and they go out for the day or whatever then they come back at the very end of the night and it's the 80s basically it's like already in their freezer it's like electronic everything and then they close it and go to sleep and they wake up in the morning and i'm abbreviating it but it is so advanced that they can, they everything looks like light travel because everything's just so fast and eventually it speeds up and speeds up and speeds up until it becomes this one like vibrating mass of light and then just a boop, and it's gone and they oh. shrug again and close the fr- the close the freezer and walk away and then they come back and they open it up and there's cavemen there again different yeah. cavemen this time and i don't know i have yet to wrap my mind around it but there's a lot there for sure it, what do like you guys take from that <laughs> it,
4: it, it's a condensed history of the universe like or life i guess so you start with uh non-advanced cavemen and then go to medieval times and then mm. the current day and then the future. And then, like you said, eventually it culminates into something that's just so energetic that it is that God. E- either they ascend or j- fuck themselves up and have
3: to reset or something. That's what, what I'm getting from it. What I like is that it's cyclical because it right. seems like everything in our world is cyclical. Yes, everything, yes, that's kind of what I was looking to try. It's cyclical. You look at, I mean, according to our community, things like Tartaria and previous civilizations, it's all cyclical it's rise and fall and rise and fall and rise and fall so that's super interesting you said that that's called love
2: death and robots oh. yeah and it's one of like 15 episodes but they're all like seven minutes long i watched the first one and i was like huh this is i'm gonna watch this whole thing because like i don't have to get locked into something for an hour or anything right you know? yeah but-
4: short episodes i would make quick work of that
2: But yeah, I got the cyclical thing out of that. Almost like to say, you're never getting out of this. (laughs) It's all just happening over and over again. But also like, you know, you hear in modern times, this technocratic, whatever we want to call these parasitic, you know, people that are running things. Um, They love to use collectivism as a tool against us because it's obviously naturally what we all are and what we want. So they use it. And in that, I know you didn't have the visual cause you haven't seen it yet, but maybe I'll pull up an image or something, but it's all tech. That whole scene is just, it's an unbelievably technocratic future that, you know, so it's more of that. This is inevitable. This is coming. You know, right. and I think that the singularity at the end speaks volumes because that's kind of what everybody suggests is what what they're gonna start uploading their consciousness or whatever and think they're gonna live forever or something.
3: They might already be doing that. Now, now, do you think that that's a psyop within that show? Because what it seems to me is that they're saying that the only way to 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 reach like eternal oneness, like through like within all the consciousness on earth or whatever the show's premise is, is it like, are they saying that that's the only way to achieve that is through technology? The, the I mean, I, th-
2: so it's only a 10 minutes short, you know, and then the other stories are yeah. completely different, <laughs> but within that 10 minutes scope, I would say absolutely, because it's a wink, you know, you see that tech now and it's a wink to every other bit of tech and it's really unfortunate too because like i'm sure you guys feel the same as me i loved sci-fi and and video Ooh. games and i've been looking forward Still to like, immersive vr forever but it's like like that Neuralink shit when we were teenagers I, oh man if only we could just do that and where yeah. did that come from was that my thought well I don't know. Was it predictive programming? Did I have that thought prior to the matrix though? I don't know.
4: know? I mean, I'm still playing my N64. I don't, (laughs) I don't want any future tech. I'm, I'm, I'm holding strong in my, my nineties, but I mean, I think think, uh, they are trying to unload these, the, the culmination of humans and robots they're going to make us all androids eventually you know whether it's going to be the chips in our arm that we can buy groceries just by scanning the barcodes or if it's going to be something crazier like Neuralink, where there's your, no it, private your thought. brain <laughs> is going to be tapped into the collective i'm not sure how advanced it'll get and how soon but that's definitely what they're pushing for
2: yeah they definitely are and it's 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 weird that like in this community, we go into so many different directions. Like, I don't know how far out there you guys go, but it's like how fake are things out there. And it's like, you know, in a video game, when you can play a video game, (laughs) (laughs) like I play Doom Eternal and you can like literally go down into his like home base and play the old school Doom games. And it's awesome. He's got like a killer gaming rig and everything, (laughs) but it's perfect. It looks just like the original Doom from this you know realistic perspective you know and it's like a lot of people get into the simulation theory and stuff where do you guys where do you guys think of that where do you fall in that realm
3: i would say i'm at about the 50 percent mark it it feels like this could very well be an extremely advanced simulation that we're living in mm-hmm. and um <laughs> i don't have like a lot of uh, you know like statistics or anything i can hold but it just seems like that things in our world like especially with like the cyclical nature of like the sky you know uh the sun the moon etc it just seems like everything lines up so perfectly that it that it couldn't possibly just be an anomaly and i don't know if that means god or if that means simulation
4: i'm definitely on the side of something created all this i don't know if it's a higher dimensional being that Set all this out for a purpose, or like going back to Neuralink, Elon Musk is the one that said we're making simulations that are so in depth and realistic that the chance of us being the base reality is like zero. He's saying right. there's no chance we're not in a simulation, and it, it's possible, but oh, I
2: got a I, I got a theory about it for sure. Oh, go ahead, Mitch. No, let's Shoot, hear, it.
3: Let's hear yeah. it.
2: So this goes into like Real psychedelic kind of talk, but I think I mean, I would say it can relate to a lot of Eastern mysticism and stuff like that, most likely because it all comes from psychedelic experience anyway. But, um, you know, Matroshka's like the Russian dolls, yeah, yeah,
3: so
2: that's like. I don't, I haven't never learned the history of Russian dolls, but I probably should because I'm fascinated by them. And I'm fascinated by the fractal idea, the idea of, of like the entire universe being some kind of fractal hologram situation, because it does feel that way often, where like reality is just copying itself over and over and over again. We see the elites redoing their magic, right? We see them reliving Saigon and Afghanistan and putting it on the news in the same frame. Right. It's like, well, what if, so my problem is I find a lot of those weird synchronicities in nature, in my own head, not from the elites. And it feels like it's all the same thing. Like when I tripped really hard, I felt like I was running a conspiracy on myself the whole time. <laughs> and I had figured it out and I had found the culprit. There's this little puny inner child that was so afraid of everything that it had to build these walls around it and do, you know, so it's like this inner outer, the as above, so below this range that Elon Musk, the smartest man in the world is missing the fucking point on and putting a very human modern human specifically take on this very natural, very psychedelic, thing going on. And so I can't prove that, but I've fucking witnessed it. I've felt it. I've seen it. Like mm-hmm. everything is fractal and everything is uh yeah it's just all copies of itself. We're all cool. copies of itself, you know, the original form.
3: Mm-hmm. What I what I like about psychedelics is that if if you do in fact trip hard enough, um you 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 brought up fractals and we're talking about simulation theory that I've tripped hard enough to wear everything breaks down into micro-pixels,
2: you know? Mm -hmm. Excuse me? It's hard to bring it back. (laughs) It's hard to say.
3: It's it's, it's more of a sensory thing that you need to experience, but yes, in a way, it it all feels synthetic whenever you trip that hard, and, you know, the substances remove the veil of of the reality that we live in. So I I think that it very well could be a simulation. I mean but maybe
2: it's a simulation that doesn't have to be this very human view of it. Like, you know, uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name for the second time in the history of this podcast, Nick <laughs> Bo- Nick Bostrom. He's like one of the biggest, you know, people that talk about simulation theory and yeah. he's rooted to this idea. It's future, you know, bipedal people, running a simulation on computers of some kind of ancestors trying to dig out the past i'm like that's really curious that i I don't know it it, to me it seems like a total human cop-out it's just the same way we do to aliens we humanize the crap out of them and we just assume that because we do things this way everything in the universe must do things this way you know what i mean so when we humanize simulation theory instead of suggesting that it's like simulation i think is just a bad word for it i I haven't come up with a better word for it but i think Mm. it is all real i think there's no difference between i think this is as real as it gets you know i think outside of three-dimensional time and space there's no such thing as experience and maybe that is what samadhi is and, and Re- are reaching that point of maybe you've experienced this Tyler under psychedelics that feeling of no time no space and just
4: I was gonna say the third dimensional like we're in time right now we can all experience this moment and when you get higher than that you kind of see it all as one big one big picture instead of each frame you know right um, but I was gonna talk about a little predictive programming and men in black we're talking about simulations and aliens yeah and in the first men in black it's all about the universe is on orion's belt and it's literally a marble hanging around a cat's neck and there's an entire universe and then they zoom out and our universe is literally just a marble in some other aliens marble game and yeah it, it could be that you know we might just be one little drop in an entire ocean of universes that we have no fucking idea what is going on in these other ones you know
2: right Right. well we do we would
4: right do we though do we though
2: well we would i no no we don't no we don't but maybe in the same way as the russian doll it resembles this yeah
4: there would be similarities some core way All right. You brought up aliens. I want to know what your take on aliens are. Do you think they're from other planets or inner earth or interdimensional? Like what are aliens to you? I'm having a a loaded question.
2: That's okay. I love it. It's one of my favorite questions because I don't have a good answer for it. And I used to, I used to love little gray aliens. And I used to get kind of freaked out at the idea of reptilians from alpha draconis and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and all of sitchin's work i have all of his books right here and i I, awesome man because sitchin's an amazing author and he gave us so much that you absolutely can't throw him away just because he came to the conclusion that they were talking about heaven as another place i think the idea of symbolism is much newer to our modern culture than the idea of attaching aliens to religion instead of symbolism you know what i mean i think I think the symbolism scares us more than the idea that maybe all of our religions are talking about aliens because aliens still means that there's someone smarter, more powerful out there that can come help us or destroy us, fear or helplessness, both negative, horrible, psyopy feeling things now from this perspective now and under DMT and peyote and mescalate, all the acid and mushrooms over the years, man, I've run into some intelligence in there big time. And that's why I'm doing a series. I'm in the middle of doing a series right now where we're looking at that transcendental consciousness experience that you you get from psychedelics, but from other angles too, You know, from the near-death experience, from paranormal angles, from alien abductions and things like that. Because all those stories match up. They're all talking about something very similar. So I see it as some kind of field But I think it can be as nuts and bolts as flying UFOs, crash UFOs, recovered material technology. But I think it also can be as ethereal and non-physical and spiritual as uh, some of it is reported. You know, I've said it before on this podcast that it's like a radio dial a lot of times when you see UFOs. They just vanish off like they just leave that frequency, not that they disappear or speed off necessarily. It's a frequency change. It goes from physical to non-physical. So that's kind of my broad take on it right now, right now. I like that. <laughs>
4: Have you ever witnessed machine elves? No, I DMT. have not
2: really seen any machine elves on DMT. I've felt you said presence
4: you've seen intelligences or felt intelligence. On, mostly on mushrooms. Yeah. Um, so my
2: deepest, craziest, darkest, most twisty, mysterious, movie-like Indiana Jones fucking crazy trips were mushrooms, not acid, not yeah. everybody says acid's terrifying. And oh, I'd rather do mushrooms. Mushrooms more connected. To everything.
4: Yeah, it's more than that. It's it's in
2: your face truth, no matter what. Not that acid's not, but
4: I (laughs) don't know. One
3: thing I find interesting. So we're talking about you know psyops and predictive programming. I I think that synthesized DMT. I I have this theory, and I haven't actually talked about it. Talked about it on a podcast to this point, but um the way it's synthesized in a lab, and you can smoke it not taking it through ayahuasca or anything like that um people will smoke it and they'll talk about seeing glistening like five-dimensional machinery and metal objects and then the machine elves you know the same way that a lot of the predictive programming says that the only way to eternal oneness and in the the joint consciousness is through uploading your consciousness and in involving technology Mm -hmm. i think that like around the same time that acid was being put into the public and being experimented on by the CIA is when DMT popped up.
2: Yeah. So there was was kind
3: of formulating a little bit of a theory about that, that like, maybe it's also a PSYOP, if that makes sense, but. uh, Could be.
2: Yeah.
3: These lab created substances I'm kind of hesitant towards. Yeah. Yeah. I had that, that synthetic feeling.
2: No, it's so beautiful.
3: and it knows you
2: like well we say it it's again it's not the drug it's not the mushroom it's the mushroom holds the door open and the brain goes finally right you know (laughs) or the mind or the soul or whatever you you know the the you the real you the inner child i guess re gets to reconnect with you and that's why you get so gleeful and playful and sometimes people laugh for eight hours straight or yeah you know sometimes you feel like a little kid you know
3: private joy
2: i remember yeah. you know just learning that i could reach out and grab a glass and i would gain sustenance from it was an was an absolute revelation <laughs> <laughs> you know things like that or just, time dilation toes yeah.
3: in the grass man it's just like yeah. it just you see kids like, do that it just yeah. feels like a feeling of like wow i have missed this like i've experienced yeah. the beauty of that moment before and then i've walked yeah. through like <laughs> the daily bullshit that we live through for all yeah, the fluoride man. and the predictive programming and you know the whole nine yeah
2: and the controlled opposition too i think because you know we're, we've been talking a lot about that you know the same place that meditators try to get to the same place that you can get to on psychedelics near death experiencers have talked about it a lot of different types of experiences this that stillness right but you come back and then you go to like you know gaia and, and people like that that are going off in 9 million directions with what your trips mean and, and it's all your spirit guides and they're in the future and, and this and that. It's like, no, well, there's no time out there. Sorry. Time's here. So live in the now. there's a lot of, again, it's that same theme. Don't you think it's like taking your power and putting it in some higher place, some higher person that can help us. You know what I mean? That predictive programming seems to be always the seems like the root of it is always to suggest this is how it's always going to be or this is how it's going to happen and you have no choice and i know that doesn't come right out and say it that way but i think enough movies saying the same thing right and it's if it's repetitive. attractive and if it's hitting the right buttons on people right
4: it, it, it's repetitive subliminal messaging that will desensitize you towards a subject so you don't ask questions about it. You just believe what you're told. Um, and these ideas and events and symbols are programmed through movies, TV shows, books, radio, yeah. songs we listen to. Like it, it's everywhere. Wh- whether it's sh- like we were talking about earlier, showing futuristic technologies to get us used to facial recognition or retinal eye scans or any yeah. of that. It It's just getting you desensitized and ready for what's coming. So you're not so holding back
3: towards it.
2: Right. Which, I mean, maybe from people like us, like our perspective of kind of not buying into any of it and kind of seeing it for what it is. Like that always confused me. Like how are there that many people that don't see it, you know? And it's just, I think you got to hit the right buttons with people. It's what they're interested in, I guess, you know, right? but, um, shit i had a question but it's gone
3: well what i love about predictive programming that we see is that they they kind of use it to keep their their playbook and their options wide fucking open man Do you know how you know how accepting we would be of a zombie apocalypse now yeah. like i don't think that that's going to happen i think we're more likely to see like a technocratic authoritarian lockdown of our, our freedoms and our privacy but yeah. like movies movies like i am legend it's one of my favorite movies of all, all time like it starts out as a miracle drug that turns people into fucking zombies it's one of the best films of the 2000s in my yeah. opinion i think you know? a lot of
4: zombie media is to show us oh look we got to trust these scientists that are trying to find a cure for it so when they're coming out with a uh, little jabby jab that's the cure we'll be okay and be like, yes, we need this. This is what what the answer is. I I think a lot of zombie culture is to get us on
3: board. But like I said, on the other hand, a movie like I Am Legend shows that originally it was the cure to cancer Mm -hmm. and then it made people into zombies. So like the idea of that happening isn't necessarily being programmed out of us. It's just getting us used to the reality that 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 could be very possible.
2: Well, the thing is, is, though, is I would say like just using i am legend as an example here i haven't seen it in a long time but that being the miracle drug right the predictive programming is that the government is trying to cure cancer that's the predictive programming in the film
4: in my opinion i think there's been many cures for cancer and they're still right they suppress them to keep the money coming
2: so that's the weird part. I was gonna that's the question I was gonna ask. Like, what do you guys think of the angle of usually this tech, this you know, all these themes? They're all the bad guys. Why would they be programming that programming us with that knowledge? Like, that's the weird part. Maybe it's a little revelation of the method or something. I don't know.
4: Yeah, that think, we, yeah. we say that a lot. That's probably what it is too. Oh, I'm glad you do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily think revelation of the method means that it's all evil you know because i also go way off the reservation and say that it really is all one and that's why they're using the words unity because they always mimic they always copy they create an artificial version of what is true and natural so this oneness is real and if that's the case then that's just our ego don't you think that maybe they represent some kind of i don't know collective ego maybe have you guys seen a documentary called Cymatics or Cymatica?
4: I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it though. That's Cymatic.
2: Cymatica. Check that out. Cause it did what Zeitgeist did to you, Tyler, to me, like couple, maybe three years ago,
3: I saw Cymatica. Chi-
2: chi- and uh, yeah, he really pushed that idea. And it kind of woke up a part of me that I hadn't thought about in a while that like, it could just be that this is all just one Organism of some kind trying to figure itself out. And as above, so below, we have our individual egos that hold us back because they're scared of new things. Maybe the world is like that. And, you know, like I said, the psychedelics kind of show you that conspiracy that you run on yourself and you can heal and you can move forward. Yeah similar to us we're not looking we're finally looking into our real history we're doing the we're getting therapy we're doing therapy aren't we like collective therapy and that's what the world needs maybe yeah maybe a hug
3: and a cry maybe the predictive programming is just like you said revelation of the method but what it does is it allows them to show them show us what they're going to do to us and then by us not refuting it or doing anything about it, it's us karmically giving them permission, you know, to do what they're going to do. Yes. I think that there's a lot of truth to that and um, I actually lost my train of thought, but That's I, don't know like, where I, I do that
2: all the time, man. It's it. I was embarrassed at first and then everybody fucking does it. So yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I just, I just did it too.
4: <laughs> 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 Whoa.
2: Let's not get into a loop. So I wanna, into a, a.
4: oh yeah go ahead i was just gonna say getting back into predictive programming try yes to, you know circle back in here um circle, circle back how do you think the simpsons predict so much stuff do you think they just made so much content that eventually things are just going uh, to place or do you think there is a technology like the yellow book or whatever they call it um mm-hmm. that they can sort of use future events
2: i don't know man like Maybe back to what I was saying before, like, and I, I've said it a couple times. I'm trying to get this to catch on. It's a nice phrase that the strings are probably being pulled from outside of the theater. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the Mary, it's not the guy on stage mm-hmm. holding the puppets because this, you know, it's that typical piece of art where the strings are being pulled by, you know, from him too, and right. it just it feels like this is all set up. You know, maybe that would explain channelers. You know, maybe they're all reading some script. I mean, they put Truman show out there pretty viciously. I mean, shit, talk about that's yep. the mother load of of yep. this century for predictive programming, I for would say. Sure. I recently re-watched it with my wife, and every five minutes we we're just looking at each other like, oh my god,
4: <laughs> this is it
2: horrifying.
4: Is extremely <laughs> symbolic. They uh they they really got us there. Yeah. especially the man in the moon looking down at everybody like oh that it, it's a whole nother beast
2: yeah man i don't even know what to think of the moon anymore
4: but, but
3: like fact of the simpsons <laughs> to say that like i, feel yeah, I didn't like even that. answer that yet <laughs> i, I <laughs> don't even answer. think that it that it it could even be rationalized as a coincidence because they're just no. so accurate with so many things i've seen like a list yeah. of like 70 got list, uh, yeah. he got, got like 25. Ooh, nice. <laughs> he got a list of like 70 different things that they've accurately predicted correctly that were oddly specific the crazy yeah, man. Was Trump coming down
4: the escalator and waving and then Lisa becomes president after Trump and she's wearing the purple suit with the pearls that Kamala is wearing on inauguration day it's like okay how how'd they do that one the guy with yeah. the buffalo head on insurrection like went, yeah like that's that's incredible Richard Branson going to space they predicted that seven years ahead of time like it it's nuts
3: yeah
2: yeah it gets too specific like people always cite the 9-11 thing and go oh well there's so many shows like they're the most famous buildings in the world at the time and I'm like uh, no I I, there's too many specifics in those Simpsons episodes so Mm -hmm. something's going on there I don't know what because again it's like you see it in the programming but I don't know. I can't really give good examples of how I see it in nature necessarily right off the top. I got to start writing this crap down.
3: <laughs> <But> <laughs> that would <laughs> help. I think, I think it needs to be done as a deep dive. What's his name? Matt Groening. Groening. Matt yeah. Groaning. Yeah. Someone needs to do a deep dive on that guy and find out who he's tied to. I'm sure he got money coming from somewhere. I don't think it's money. I think it's whispers in his ear telling him, if I had to guess, like, put this into the show and he, he may or may not know why or he may be or he may be a we be. a lot. he may be That's a family strings member from man.
4: outside the theater, theater man someone's probably putting that onto his agenda and he just
3: does it you know yeah i mean mention how long has that show been fucking running for i don't like, know man it's, it's no been long. running since They're i was long. probably five long years long. old and i'm 36 like, like, i was gonna say it's been 30 something yeah at least allowing that show to continue to make episodes are they
2: are they any good
3: i haven't watched no you're good it's it's a good show i mean i haven't watched a new episode
4: of the simpsons since i was like 12 years old it's no south park but it's a good show
3: (laughs)
2: yeah i haven't watched south park in like probably five ten years either you know i I don't even know what what they're up to are they still just topical i don't know
4: yeah Are they predicted
2: programming they're
4: so <laughs> rich yeah. they always like make fun of things that have
3: recently happened you know i know yeah nobody's off limits that's what i love about that show
2: yeah i really and feel like i
3: have on them but
2: i i like those too i hope that they're cool <laughs> i hope that they're not yeah. i mean that's the thing though like maybe people that do have like a little bit more information they don't necessarily have to be like putting this stuff in their to get us ready maybe some of it is warning us maybe some of it is i don't know you know back to simulation i had this idea once that like you know how computers aren't as quick as us so they take a little while to give us what we want and it's like you mix like the idea of like manifestation and law of attraction and stuff with how the algorithm of the internet works and like searching something on google Mm -hmm. and You know, it takes a little bit, but then you get your answers. And it's like the more we pay attention to and the more we give our focus to as a culture, as a collective, I guess I wonder if we can kind of we could kind of gauge maybe what we are about at the time by seeing what they're giving us back. And if we're seeing all this negativity from them is maybe that could just be a sign, you know, the as above, so below, inner, outer, maybe that's a sign for that we need to to fix ourselves as a as a culture because we have this this mentality that we are maybe reflecting back or we're having it reflected back at us from these simulation agents or something these mr smiths or something they're just anonymously yeah like autonomously giving whatever we pay attention to back to us conspiracy theories are huge everywhere now like that's weird it should be always suppressed no matter how demanding people feel like they want it or whatever it's always been suppressed why is it everywhere now all this stuff is the the most topical shit i don't know it's weird well
4: maybe that's just because you're only getting the conspiracy content from the algorithm right that's what i'm asking for watching all the fucking propaganda that 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 shit puts out because that's true I I see some of these videos that are, you know, people put on Facebook or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever the kids are using these days, you know? Well, no, no.
2: So wait, wait, wait.
4: Let me- Dumbest things.
2: You're right. I totally get that. What I'm saying is all of those people are super hyper aware of conspiracy theorists and what conspiracy theorists are interested in and what new bullshit conspiracy theorists are running wild with now. It is- so topical
4: because they We're, try to make us look crazy the it media. just means there's more of us see what these crazy people are getting into nowadays
3: and the blue check they are incentivized to do so yeah
2: absolutely do. it just is a sign that there's way way more of us than there ever used to be
3: yeah, for sure. Because Absolutely.
2: they have to pay attention to it, maybe, or, 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 or this other weird simulation idea, and it's just an algorithm feeding it right back to us, and they are machines, and we are in a simulation. I don't know.
4: Yeah, we're all plugged into the matrix, just in pods, naked bodies.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: None of this is real, but. Yeah, man. If you want to see the latest, for all the listeners out there, if you want to see the latest predictive programming. Just go and watch the top ten trending on Netflix, dude. It's always fucking something. Have you uh, have you looked into Squid Game?
2: Squid Game?
3: That's, That's like it's a, the number a, the one trending thing on Netflix, I watched yeah. the whole thing. It was an amazing series. There's only one 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 season now. What is it? But, you, but you, it doesn't tell you until the end. The entire premise of the show is that it takes debt slaves. It, it builds like this. Um, massive community of people who have debts that they can't repay and they're like just a victim of the system and then it gives them a chance to redeem themselves to where they basically basically volunteer and they sign a contract saying i agree to play these games they have no idea what these games are and then they go to this giant looks like a multi-trillion dollar facility where Mm -hmm. everybody that works at this facility is anonymous they're masked and then there's one one head honcho who runs it. And it's basically like the Hunger Games. But there's like 500 people yeah. in it. And, and then, then the, the built... entire premise is that the wealthy of these... of uh, In this series, it's Korea. The wealth, the the elite of Korea come and they watch these games take place. And they bet on it. And it's just like the programming is that you're a debt slave. And that these, these people really do think of you that way. Yeah,
4: your life is not valuable to them because if you lose the game they kill you like you you die one of them was like red light green light and you could run forward but if the red light came on you're still
3: running a fucking gun shot you and you're dead yeah you get know. and then it shows you in the last like three episodes that it's just like the wealthiest of the wealthy come and they watch you from a giant window that you can't see into but they can see out of and they just they the way that they would talk about the contestants and everything it was just like It's like the way that we would imagine the billionaires thinking of us.
2: This is great. This is bringing lots of other predictive programming examples to mind, like Running Man. Have you seen or read that? That was a Stephen King short story. And it's all, you know, it's all about a game show. That's about, you know, murderers chasing down these fleeing runners, you know, It's, it's in, they always put that out there. They definitely do. Oh, and I think I don't know if like is that the the future they're trying to tell us that we're headed for? Where like are they trying to say that they just love seeing misery? Because that's another kind of I hate to get this dark, but it's kind of towards that loose idea, you know, to see I us. Ugh, I don't know.
4: I just pretty rough. Like it's to uh, <laughs> make people feel not valuable. Like you're just some some sack of meat that we can off at any time you
3: know you're not important
4: right when
3: we all really are important you know it's all about camaraderie and and back to the idea of how you said how it how it's weird how they always portray themselves as the bad guys in these films yeah like like in squid game there was a guy who infiltrated the game spoiler alert and he dressed as one of the officers who oversee the games and is masked and walks around with a gun and you know upholds the integrity of the games but really he was infiltrating because his brother was a part of the games in a previous like in a previous time Mm -hmm. and it shows him going in there and like shooting some of these elite viewers uh, people who are just like watching the games in the head and stuff like that and I think that they do that because they need to give the people like us who are watching a feeling of hope you know otherwise we wouldn't tune in to be programmed because hmm. if those if things like that didn't happen and it was just all gloom and doom and there really was no feeling of like, oh man, you know, the good guys might win. Then why True. would we ever Why would we ever tune into the programming to begin with? Whether or not we knew it was programming. Mm-hmm. I a hero that's thing. fair. Yeah, it's a
2: hero's
3: yeah. turn. <laughs> it is, it is. Up. Yeah, to in that case, control.
2: In that case, the Matrix really does still bother me with the ending then. The fact that the bad guys do win. I mean, maybe that was just... Maybe everybody just took it as an art piece. Like, ooh, the Did good guys it? didn't work. Yeah.
3: yeah, you see the fourth one's coming, fourth out one, coming out on Christmas, man.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to see the shit out of it, even though you know, it's yeah,
3: programming. Watch the trailer to that, dude. It's I because, have. It's in coming out on 12-21-21. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the first <laughs> seconds of that trailer, Neo is shaking hands with uh, a lady. I forget her name, but they do the Freemasonic handshake they where they grab the this- the yeah. Oracle, they yeah. grab the second knuckle with yep. the thumb in each of their hands, camera zooms in so that you can see it. It's yep. like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Show did you a-
2: see um, that HBO show that came out a while ago? I think it was with uh, the uh, the dude that played uh, Ragnar Lothbrok from the Viking show. It was called uh, Raised by Wolves.
4: No, I haven't. Ooh, I've heard of it.
2: So the premise is about, you know, an AI raising a, chi- a, a child or children because it's i can't remember exactly it's like this technocratic evil overlord system but the humans of it are all gone it's all the ai now and they are the only ones responsible enough to raise children but there's of course the rebel force and there's Mm -hmm. us and there were oddly enough the rebel force is has a lot of the free masonic symbolism on them so maybe that tide of them being portrayed as the bad guys and all that maybe it's Starting to turn over now that they kind of feel like they got us in their in their pockets, you know. Because they do a there's a lot of Freemasonry in that show. They yeah. are clearly a group of Freemasonic people. It's unbelievable. I would check that one out big time. But that whole premise, man. The the Terminator, man. I saw Terminator two when I was seven. Maybe <laughs> was a little too young. Maybe that explains a lot. But you know. <laughs> They've been doing it forever. They've been talking about this friggin' tech future, man. It's weird.
3: And, you know, before we wrap up, because we're getting close to our hour mark um, for our listeners and, and your listeners, the best example of predictive programming that I have to offer is it's a cheesy CW show. But if you've never heard of or seen the show, the 100, you must yeah. watch it. It's a I'll give you a 20 second quick wrap up of what this show entails. It's a post-apocalyptic future where humans escape the epo- like uh, nuclear war to go to space yeah. to keep the human race alive they they send a prison section uh, like the the ragtag criminals down to earth to repopulate and what they find down there is fucking crazy you know there's civilizations of post-nuclear people living down there and then the whole premise of the show is to find, basically, to transcend what humans are now, and they find this ancient AI that somehow uh, yeah. only, yeah, only a certain bloodline can fucking can use the AI to transcend, yep. and that and it's so much blood sacrifice. It's it's fucking bananas, man,
2: dude. I didn't even, you just gave me chills because I <laughs> totally forgot about that show entirely, man. And it wasn't
3: done by the CW, it could have been the best show ever fucking made, dude.
2: Yeah, it was very, I mean, I thought a lot of the acting was very good. And then you got a I few seasons like in. <sighs> I, hated
4: I didn't like Clark, the main girl. And everyone her the beginning. else did not like Clark. There was a well, lot
3: just, of easy monologue but it that's got- just. Gonna- network yeah. television you
2: know yes absolutely and i feel like it got worse as it went on like originally it felt like these because it's what's cool about that opportunity for at least those actors I, I guess uh is that they were kind of playing lost children in the beginning when they're on the planet and so to have that for the beginning of the show is great because they're all working themselves into their characters so mm-hmm. there was a lot of raw acting on that first season and i thought that show was pretty damn good that first couple seasons then when that theme really started to gear up and get into the ai and all that the acting just fell off the table it just wasn't there anymore but what would what did we call or what did the natives or the the people that stayed on earth or were left behind what did they call the people that came from the spaceships
4: the sky people or something
2: sky something was a cool
4: word sky tribe or something yeah forget what it was it was awesome yeah
2: very creative but yeah it sounds a lot like the shiny ones the Anunnaki those that descended from heaven and that's predictive programming because again they're doing that alien shit the ancient alien stuff where oh yeah they're telling us it's when I was a kid, I saw these movies thinking, wow, directors are like secretly giving us all the, the cool information that the, maybe the government's trying to keep from us. They're not run, <laughs> Hollywood's not run by the government or anything. You know, <laughs> Naivete, you know, it just, I didn't realize back then, but my God, it's so obvious now, you know?
3: And you know, at the end of the show, what do they do? They flee I, a dying planet and they live on another planet. And it just seems like that's a theme. Dude, that... I haven't got there yet. God. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just stopped watching because I thought the acting got so shitty.
3: Yeah, it did. It was so And bad. now
2: looking back at some of the finer points that were put into the show, I kind of wonder like, oh, there's more of that, uh, many agendas in that show. But I'll have to go back and watch that a little bit. Have you guys seen The Expanse?
3: No, never heard of it.
2: So it's like, a, I think it's, a canadian show and it was on the sci-fi channel where shows go to die forever uh especially successful ones there's a bunch of shows that have you know they start out on the sci-fi show tons of people are loving it but sci-fi refuses to fund it and they'll just cancel it the expanse amazon saved the expanse when it was going to die after two seasons what's that
4: I I don't watch Amazon shows very much either, but, you know. Yeah,
2: I don't either, but just what I'm saying is it's interesting who decided to save this incredible show about space. It is Game of Thrones in outer space, and it is, like, the near future. We're talking, like, 150 years from now, maybe less, where you have people called belters. They live out near the asteroid belt on space stations. They never really get to breathe real air. They never get true sunlight from a planet ecosystem or anything like that. And then you've got the Martians and then you've got the earth, the people on earth and they hate each other. It's war. And there's there's just a lot of predictive programming in there and a lot of interesting themes that we're very familiar with. So check that out. Definitely. Go watch that total predictive programming show.
4: (laughs) It's like every single show you can watch is predictive programming. improv. Yeah. Dude, shout out. There's not, you know.
2: Shout out to Kyle. Conspiracy Kyle. He and I have been like saying hashtag rewatch everything because it's just it gives you more fuel for the fire. It gets you more... you know it's just like everything else repetition changes those neurons into new patterns right you learn this stuff you see it faster you get used to this kind of shit right
3: right and the next thing you know you'll be like me where your girlfriend can't even watch fucking movies with you because you're ruining them i'm the same way man she hates so she gets so mad at me she's like you just ruin everything for me i'm I'm, I'm sorry
2: (laughs) they gotta have their 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 interest in it eventually you know like my wife was the same way she's like but now she's seeing all of it and pointing shit out to me and i'm like no <laughs>
3: that's a beautiful thing though man yeah uh, if you can get yeah, it I, that, then you know you got a real one with you
2: I'm, yeah i'm blessed i'm very lucky in that yeah <laughs> so it's been awesome talking to you guys
3: good yeah to get know to know
2: you.
4: it's been great man um do you want to tell our listeners where they can find your stuff and then we'll do the same
2: same places you can find these guys shows all the all the you know traditional social media i'm at the deep share the deep share podcast is over on instagram um i got a site up and running but i'm not doing much with it right now but i will be eventually uh it's just the deep uh yeah that's pretty much it you know write into me if you want contact at the deep there you go people please uh, and you know like i said we're probably on all the same places but let my listeners know too where they can find you
4: well my uh, our Instagram got booted off because of some stuff, but um, we're still on Twitter. Got my personal Twitter at Mitchell Vukic. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you know. But our link tree is
3: slash d t r h pod pod, and, and uh, that my, has all our links there. My tw- my personal Twitter is at Tyler underscore Saint twenty one Saint as an S A I N T. <laughs> He's never on it. Don't follow him. Follow me. I'll, re- I'll retweet some quality stuff, man. It's just about getting go. information out of the people. So yeah,
2: it's not quantity, it's quality, right? Yeah. That's good. All right, that's good. guys. People don't
3: put out a lot of content there. Yeah, that's what. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, man. It was, it was a good time, Andy. We appreciate. Oh yeah, it.
2: man, and uh just you know more concrete proof that it's good to be a part of the joint authority on conspiracy theories. Yes, so I'll exactly. talk to you guys soon, okay?
4: Yeah, all right. time, Thanks, Andy. Much love. Hell yeah.
2: Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Until next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, masses
0: Enough, <laughs> I <get> the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature.
3: <laughs> and you will oh, atone. What do we know? What do we know? If oh. I know what we know, well, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? Uh. <laughs> <laughs>